Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt.
is received by the one that's represented. Christ. The Theotokos, the saints. And in this way, it's a window into heaven, guiding us to the one who is the light of the world. They remind us in our churches and in our homes, wherever we have them, that Christ God and his saints, the great cloud of witnesses, are real and present, both in the heavenly realm and here with us. St. Nikolai Velimirovich, one of our modern saints, writes this about icons. He said, Let there be no doubt in your mind that as the day is different from the night, so too is the difference between the icons and the idols. Idols are the statues of imaginary and non-existent beings, while the icons are the images of the saints who have actually lived on earth and who have celebrated Christ and thus made themselves worthy of the kingdom of God. He says, over there, fantasy. Over here, reality. Over there, lies and fallacies. Over here, the truth and nothing but the truth. He didn't say so happy God, but he didn't say that. He said, idols separate men from God, but icons bring man to union with the one true God. Well, this issue of the separation of the spiritual and the material that plagued the church then still plagues us today, both in society and in our church. This idea that in order to ascend to the spiritual life, to ascend spiritually, one has to become free from the material world and even one's body itself. I'm not talking about fasting for the purpose of rightly reordering our bodily desires. That's good. That's necessary for us to become more fully the image bearers, the icons of God. But instead, there was this idea of this fundamental separation between spiritual and material. Some even applied this idea to Christ himself and said that he could not have become actually human, incarnate in the flesh, because his flesh would tarnish the spirit. But perhaps you've heard these ideas expressed even today. I've heard some of them even in other Christian traditions. One that I hear often is that as humans, we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. Something about that is like, well, maybe, uh, but not really body and soul, shaped from the earth and enlivened by the breath of the Spirit of God to be His image bearers in the world, but instead, a spirit trapped in a physical form, desiring to be free once again. This, brothers and sisters, is not orthodoxy, and it undergirds 
as Christians being baptized into Christ, we are washed and made clean. We are given the prism of the Holy Spirit and communion with Christ's mystical body and blood in the Eucharist. And we are called to grow more and more fully into the image and likeness of the Holy Trinity. And during Great Lent, we are increasing our efforts for this very purpose. But this is not just a spiritual or soulish endeavor. It is also a very physical and material process. Spirit and body together as human beings struggling together to be conformed. 